Halo, episode five, Reckoning. Dare I say it? Dare I say it that this was the best episode of Halo so far? This is what we've been waiting for. It was stuff straight out of the game, all the action. We got to see more of the Covenant. We got to see jackals and grunts. And oh my God, a brute. And the part where Chief jumps on the Banshee and flies straight into the other Covenant ship and it explodes. And then you see him get up from the flames. Uh. Best episode so far, hands down. I just have one issue one small issue why was this the shortest episode what is that saying great things come in small packages or something like that this episode brought wonderful character dynamic it also broke ground as far as where the story is going to go and dynamics between the characters and it also provides whole new stakes for the unsc the spartans and dr halsey and cortana and everybody we're gonna break everything down like we do every week right here on Han talks first this is our halo reviews podcast I'm Han. Let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Coffee is always better when you're drinking it out of a Halo mug. Can I just take a second and thank everyone who's been watching this podcast so far? If you are enjoying it, please like it. Leave a comment down below on what you think of the show. I respond to everybody, and I'd love to know what you think. So before we get into the awesome ending that this episode was, let's start off talking about the opening, which was a direct callback to the original novel, Fall of Reach. It's a really good book. It kind of set the stage for what Halo lore was outside of the games originally. And one of the direct callbacks was... John and some of the other kids up on the jungle gym, one of them's falling and John helps him back up, kind of demonstrating his caliber of strength and fortitude as a soldier and also one of the strongest of the kids around in front of Dr. Halsey and a little bit of break in canon because it shows Johnson right there with them. A lot of other flashback and exposition stuff for Chief in this episode too. He continues to touch the artifact and the keystone and get more information about his, his hidden past that not even Cortana knows about. But one of the interesting things that uh, made him confront the artifact more to get more answers was his conversation with Johnson and how Johnson was saying, your concerns are my concerns. We of course know that he's lying to Chief and he's just trying to distract him, dangle the keys in front of him while he goes and tries to take care of the situation with Dr. Halsey. But look, there was an interesting moment that they shared because it almost seems like Johnson does disagree with the way that Dr. Halsey is going about this Spartan program. Obviously, Sergeant Johnson, Dr. Halsey have a history. They used to be together. There is a ton of sexual tension between them. It is kind of uncomfortable. But yeah, so basically Chief finds out that he wasn't necessarily adopted, but kidnapped by Dr. Halsey. And I don't remember how it exactly happened in the novels and the game, but Dr. Halsey is hinting that there was more to the situation than it's led on to, to be, that John would know of anyway. So maybe there is some truth to what Halsey is trying to get down to when she's like, you don't know the whole story, but it's just like, tell him. Tell him the full story. If there's more to it, share. Uh, moving on, I want to talk about another one of my least favorite parts of the show, and that is subplot C with Quan and Soren on Madrigal. To be honest with you, all of that stuff in this episode could have been cut out. It would seem like a complete waste of time. If not a waste of time, it could have been condensed by at least five, six, seven minutes. Because what was the point of that time on Madrigal? to show that Quan had escaped the protection and clutches of Soren, right? That could have been done a lot quicker than it did. I mean, it spent like, what, two minutes of her just banging a rock against the handcuffs? To be honest with you, I fast-forwarded through that. Look, it was done a little effectively because Soren just sees her as dead weight. Not dead weight, but just kind of, you know, being 
a little bit of a problem child. You know, she's really eager to go out there and fight the war and save Madrigal and their people. And Soren just ties her up just so he can go get a car so he can <laughs> get it safely and then come back and then they can go off together. And it's like, girl, he's coming back for you. He's coming back. Just wait. Just wait for like five minutes. So he comes back and she's not there. And then she hides in the sand like a, a sand crawler or something and then attacks him and debates on whether she should shoot him or not. And I'm kind of on Soren's side here because there's nothing unadmirable about her wanting to fight and liberate Madrigal. It's just the way she goes about it. She has no strategy. There's no plan. She doesn't know what she's doing. And if she just took the time to listen to Soren, she would realize this is possible to achieve, but we got to do it in a strategic way. So look, subplot C on Madrigal, we didn't need it in this episode. It was kind of filler for me. One thing I do wish we did see more of a character is more of the Blessed One, because I'm really interested to know at the ending of this episode why she wants to go back to the humans, because now they have the Keystone and I think both artifacts, so it's like, what else What else does she need from them? Maybe John? Maybe Spartan 117, because he's the other chosen one, so to speak, who can access these things? So maybe it's setting up that John and the Blessed One will both work together each conducting their own keystone, activating the ring. So maybe she's going to try and turn him to the Covenant or something like that. Kai. Let's talk about Kai. Kai has a very interesting story. She's following the steps of Chief by getting rid of her hormonal palate and becoming aware of her emotions and overall self-awareness. And she actually confronts Chief about it. And it was, it was a beautiful moment when they're sharing that, talking about how I can feel everything now and I can actually have purpose for what I'm doing. But he kind of pulls a 180 and he's just like, well, you're grounded. And a great line from Kai was when she said, if I'm so dangerous, then what does that make you? And look, I don't think Chief grounding her was a matter of, you know, disrespecting the chain of command. I think it was just because he kind of feels bad about what he's doing, and he doesn't want to jeopardize her safety going forward. Okay, let's talk about Master Chief. So one of the interesting parts of this episode was the fact that Cortana is able to disable the neural link in Master Chief and shut him down completely. That stuff wasn't in the game. It's an interesting adaptation in this show. I, don't, I still don't know if I'm a fan of it because I kind of like Chief being an independent soldier. But maybe what they're doing is they're trying to get more, they're trying to bond Cortana and Chief more and more. And after a while, Cortana might realize, hey, I don't want to disable this guy. I want to be his friend and he has to trust me. And on that subject, the Cortana and Chief relationship is growing and it's starting to feel more and more like the game. And a great example of that banter is when they're going out into that final battle and Cortana's just like, quick, punch this guy. Go around there, pull out this weapon. And Master Chief is just like, I know how to play the game, Cortana. I thought that was a cute nod to the fact that this is an adaptation and it was it was funny. It was really cute. And also the part where he's just like, Cortana, can you do me a favor and just shut up? <laughs> so look, their relationship is growing into a direction that I think is in line with the game and I'm a big fan of it. Cortana to me is just amazing in every way and I, I want to see more. I just, give me more Katana. So look, the ending, the ending battle was epic. Like I said, this felt just like the game. It felt like I was playing in the game, specifically in Halo 3. If you guys remember one of the opening scenes, I think it's Halo 3, when you're on the planed ground with a bunch of rocks and stuff and you're going through different uh, sectors of Alien Covenant and you get to fight the grunts and the jackals and occasionally a brute and 
it was so well done. The CGI looked fantastic, and getting to see a jackal like totally wreck people was amazing. And a grunt stealing a warthog was incredible too. But not only the extra covenant, we got to see the banshees. When the banshees came in, it was like, oh yes, this is awesome. And then we got to see the dropships come in, the pods fall down, all this stuff. It was so epic. And then right when you think that Master Chief is going to grab the artifact, a brute comes down with a freaking gravity hammer. And it was, I like this whole episode, I just found myself like screaming and like cheering at the screen, especially towards the last half of this. And a part of me was like, Ooh, ooh, will they mention Atriox? I don't know if they're going to get that deep this early in the show, but look, seeing a brute was sick. And the CGI, compared to the first four episodes, looked really good in this scene. And the part where Chief jumps on the Banshee and flies straight into the other Covenant ship, and it explodes, and then you see him get up from the flames behind him. It was like... uh. Now look, we all know, and I think we all can agree, last week's episode was super slow and kind of draining mentally and it was just exhausting to get through and this episode was fast it was exciting adventurous and just overall fun and what i'm really hoping for is that there's only four episodes left this is a nine episode series i hope they can keep the momentum up and really deliver to us like they did this week for the next four episodes i'm not saying it has to be all action all the time but the pacing of this episode was fantastic. Again, the character dynamics were excellent. It wasn't, it's not just about explosions and seeing aliens. It's about the story. And this one really pushed the story forward. I think, I think about all that happened in this short 36 minutes. The artifact is now in the Covenant's hands. Master Chief and Kai are both liberated from their hormonal palate and trying to convince the other Spartans to do the same. The Blessed One is now with the humans. John has learned way more about his past in this episode than any other previous. And it's just, it's just story. It's story that is just getting more exciting and telling. And that's why this episode works. It doesn't work because they put in a ton of explosions and stuff. It works because of the stuff surrounding the explosions. I don't think this will be the best episode of the series, but it damn well was the best so far. That's it for today, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Again, like the video, comment down below, tell me what you thought, hit me up. Let's have a conversation about this Halo show. We'll be back next week with more Halo. Until then, check out other podcast episodes on this channel. Talk a lot of Star Wars over here. And subscribe if you are new. Can't wait to see you guys again. Can't wait for Halo next week. Anyway, take it easy, guys. I'll see you soon. Go rough up some grunts for me. Later.